The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Beach Corner with Diana Chickie is sponsored by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood, Ontario. Visit exchangingvowsbridalboutique.com for all your wedding and formal wear needs. My name is Ray Gilmet Jr. and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. Hey everybody, this is Dean Z and you are listening to Beach Booster Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Donna Chicky with Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, your backstage pass for all your entertainment. The legacy of Elvis Presley is still going strong even after 40 years of his death. And what better way to commemorate the king of rock and roll but at the Collingwood Elvis Festival that took place from July the 27th to the 29th. This marked the 24th season with this year's theme, Elvis United, where fans and Elvis tribute artists around the world came together to celebrate this legendary artist. A new grand champion has been crowned from London, Ontario, Tim E. Hendry, who will be representing Collingwood at the Ultimate Elvis Tribute Contest held in Memphis from August the 9th to the 18th. This will be a two-part series where we'll feature interviews with ultimate Elvis tribute artists and grand champions. In this first part, I get up close and personal with 2008 ultimate Elvis tribute artist Brandon Bennett from Louisiana, followed by the 2013 ultimate Elvis tribute artist Dean Z and first Collingwood Elvis Festival Grand Champion, crowned in 1995 from Massachusetts, Ray Gilmet Jr. You're listening to Beach Corner, brought to you by Exchanging Val's Bridal Boutique in Collingwood on Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only truly local radio. Hi, I'm Andrew McNeil, Director of Economic Development and Tourism of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. I'm at the Eddie Bush Memorial Arena at the 2018 Collingwood Elvis Festival. Joining me is the 2008 Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist, Brandon Bennett from Punchatula, Louisiana. And I hope I said that right. So nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. And you said it perfectly. Thank you. So you're known to evoke the charms, the looks, and the moves of Elvis' persona on stage. Does this come naturally for you? You know, there's there's definitely things that, uh, I mean, there's nobody like Elvis. Nobody will ever be like Elvis And again. And he was a very special individual. And uh, so there's some things that I think have come naturally over the years that people tell me that I do that I didn't realize that I did. And, and there's certainly things that I've worked on as well that I know people look for when they want to see a, a tribute to Elvis. So a little bit of both, maybe. So during your musical career, you shared the stage with legendary stars such as the Jordanaires, the late DJ Fontana, the Sweet Inspirations, to name a few. How did you enjoy the experience? You know, I, I think it's I'm, I'm I'm proud and humbled that I, I had the opportunity to to perform with them. You know, there were people that worked with Elvis, and you know, I've got to hear some great stories firsthand from them, and uh, that you know, just very special to me. And I'll, I'll keep it right here for a very long time. So. Aww. So you perform with the talented Chicago cast of the musical production Million Dollar Quartet and have joined Legends in Concert. What do you enjoy most about these two productions? Well, they're definitely two different animals. Um, 
whereas Million Dollar Quartet is, is a, a Broadway musical and um, a Legends in Concert is just a, a stage show. And so you're, you're, it's all full of tribute artists and you're doing exactly that, pretending to be that person for your amount of time on stage. So I always appreciate um, with Legends watching other tributes to, to many different artists, you know, and, and, and seeing people do their craft because I know what, what it takes, what goes into doing that. And so it's just, uh, you know, a lot of respect for, for those folks and, and being able to kind of just stand in the wing before you go on and watch everybody else, you know, you get to see a show every night. So that's cool about that. And, and um, me and Dollar Quartet Chicago, it's something that uh, I'll, I'll, it's a very special experience. It was the longest running musical in Chicago history. And I'm just really proud to be a part of it. And all the folks that I work with there, just, just top, top class people, a lot of, a lot of people that I made close friendships with that I know will last a lifetime. So. And being an Elvis tribute artist, what have you learned about yourself? What have I learned about myself? <laughs> well, I learned that I could do something that not only myself, but anybody who knew me when I was younger would probably have thought I could never do. I was very shy uh, growing up and, uh, you know, wouldn't even make eye contact with folks. I was so shy. So to, to be able to get on stage and perform in front of people, uh, you know, hundreds or thousand people and and to just to be able to do that to beat that fear of of and shyness uh you know that's that's something that i learned i could overcome so so i hear you were a fireman or used to be you were telling mm-hmm. me a little earlier in your hometown a husband and a father so how do you juggle all this with your musical career you know it's tough it's one of the reasons why i'm, I'm uh, i had to retire from being a fireman because just being on the road we moved to chicago and so I, I retired from that, but I grew up in my grandpa and my dad were both firemen when I was growing up. So it was kind of it's kind of in my blood, and I do miss that. Um, and certainly to me, my my family has always been the most important thing. I love what I do, but uh, you know, there's there's nothing that can replace your your family. So I, I cherish the times that I'm at, I'm at home with with my wife and kids for sure. So I would like to extend my sincere condolences for the loss of your son, Nash. I understand this marks a year Mm -hmm. since his passing. And a fundraiser took place on July the 22nd in Louisiana for Nash, which is Navigating Awareness, Safety, and Hope. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about this new nonprofit organization? Yeah, it's it's a nonprofit that my wife and I have uh, have started. And it's it's basically what we hope to do is to to raise... uh, awareness about the drowning prevention and as well as educate people on water safety and and the things that go along with 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 that no matter whether it's a pool or any body of water there were things that uh, you know safety precautions that we certainly took but there are many things that we've learned since you know um and and we just learned that there's there's not there's there's no such thing as too many precautions that you can take and and the first thing that we didn't know is the some of the statistics that our our two-year-old fit into every uh, category and that is the the highest rate of of drownings is is children four and under white males under four who have just recently been introduced to a new body of water within the ninety day period from the accidents so um, he fit all of those and uh, you know not that we didn't take safety precautions but it would have just been one more thing so just to have people educated to be aware of of uh, you know how it's well I should say this too it's it's the number one uh, it's the leading cause of accidental death in children four years and under. Mm. So it's uh, it's pretty staggering, and you don't hear about it a lot, you know. And I think the only way that you can 
you know, hopefully uh, better those those statistics and hopefully maybe do away with them completely where we don't hear about this anymore is, is just to get people talking about it and to educate everybody. So do you have a website? Yeah, and we, we started the website. It's nashsaves.org. Excellent. So where can we find more information on Brandon? So I have a website too, elvismyway.com. Well, thank you, Brandon, for being my guest and wishing you continued success and have thank a you. wonderful time here at the Elvis Festival. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Joining me is a 2013 Ultimate Elvis tribute from Las Vegas, Dean Z. So nice to see you again. Thank you so much for having me on this great show. I'm loving this. So your look, your charm, your moves, and your voice, the fans are just drawn to you. <laughs> so you truly emulate Elvis's charisma on stage. Can you tell us about that? Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. You know, I, I don't think any of us can quite match the charisma that Elvis Presley had on that stage, but all of us do our, our best to try to get a little, maybe a glimpse for the audience, and uh, I've been very lucky to get to uh, do that now for 32 of my 35 years on this earth, wow. and uh, it's the greatest job I've ever had, and I'm very, very lucky to sing his music. So having been an Elvis tribute artist for over 30 years... Yeah, I gave my age away, didn't I? <laughs> You start at five, right? I did three, three, three years <laughs> three, old. There you yes, go. Ma'am. So, what keeps you motivated? Oh goodness, the fans. You know, I think that, uh, and the fact that we're we're creating these new memories for the next generation of Elvis fans. Uh, that's the great thing about Elvis's music is that it appeals to all ages. And so, for me, uh, my motivation is creating that next crop of Elvis fans, passing that music along, and uh, basically just kind of seeing the legacy continue. So Elvis's tour schedules were mostly focused in the United States with one date in Canada. Yeah. Your musical career has taken you around the globe. What kind of reaction did you get from the audience with your shows? Oh, well, I'm very lucky to have gotten a chance to perform all around the world. You're right. And the great thing is, even though Elvis didn't get a chance to leave uh, the United States except for that week in Canada, uh, his music is borderless and 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 international. Everywhere in the world, people know Elvis Presley. And so for me, it's uh, it's always an honor to kind of take that legacy maybe to the UK, Scotland. I've been very lucky to perform in Australia, Japan, all over North America, uh, all over the UK and, and, uh, and Copenhagen and Oslo. It's just great. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very, very lucky. And the reaction is just as you'd expect the United States fans or the Canadian fans. Uh, people just just enjoy it so much and I feel like it makes everyone feel good and and that's really my job is to make everyone feel good give them good memories and and be a little bit of a light in a otherwise sometimes dark place so apart from being the most sought after ETAs in the country you have become an official host during the annual Elvis Week celebration in Memphis from 2015 to 2017 as well as an ambassador to Graceland and the Elvis Presley Enterprise yes. tell us about your role as an ambassador and what it entails oh goodness well we're going to have to put you to work for Elvis Presley Enterprises <laughs> you're doing such a good job uh, uh, you know uh, it, how much cooler can it get for an Elvis fan 
to be able to be an ambassador to the estate of Elvis Presley and to be able to spread that message all the way around the world. Uh, for me, I think that on a personal level is the best and biggest accomplishment I've ever been able to make uh, in my career. Um, so yes, for, it's, it's such a blessing. And I, I and of course, uh, I just got the phone call this year. I'll be doing the exact same thing again nice. for Elvis Week uh, during the festivities, being one of their online uh, hosts. And uh, it's been it's been a blessing. I'm I'm very lucky. Um, it's it's working as close as you can, hand in hand with Elvis, and mm-hmm. so I'm very very fortunate. Uh, to me, the fact that Graceland even knows my name is still blows me away. I'm like, that's too cool to be true. But uh, so I'm very very lucky. Thank Aww, you. Congratulations. Thank you. So I understand you did a worldwide internet ad campaign for Philips called "A Little More Action Promoting yeah. a Healthy Lifestyle," I and did. you're also. Tra- other ETAs as well. Yes, uh, the Philips uh, 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 commercial that we did, uh, the campaign, was all promoting healthy living and something I, I, I abide by and live by myself. And uh, basically, um, it was a cool way to do it through Elvis's music. A little less conversation, a little, a little more action. Make yourself get out of out of that bed and work and and, and jump around and have a good time. Uh, and so, yes, in in the in the campaign, I was able to uh, basically be a coach, a motivator, or a trainer, kind of the Mick to my Rocky, you know. Correct. And uh, yes. I got to be uh, I got to be on that side of the of the coin, which was kind of cool. That was an amazing uh, commercial. Thank you oh very my much. Gosh, the way you were doing the moves, and he was trying to imitate you. Yes, oh, his name is wow. Keith Hart. That's right. And uh, we stay in touch. And uh, I was actually just headlining a Elvis festival in Penticton, Canada. And he was one of the contestants. He did very well in the contest. I got to see my my protege go to work. Aww. And so it was really great. And I wish him all the best. And yeah, it was a great thing to be a part of. So in 2016, during the Elvis week, a new production was developed in Memphis titled The Dean Z Show. Yes. How well received was the show? Now, also, how well received was the show? But I hear you also had about this little fire that happened. Oh, goodness. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We can't miss that. So tell us a little bit about well, the Dean Well, I'll give you a little bit about the history yeah. of it. You know, uh, the 2016 Dean Z Show in Memphis, Tennessee was actually the show of Elvis Week. It was named the, the number one show of Elvis Week. We recently were awarded the number one touring show for the year of 2017. And, uh, and that was a, a huge honor from the ETA Awards. Um, and so, yes, the show is sort of... Not a tribute show in the in the traditional sense. I don't dress up like Elvis, or I don't dress up like Buddy Holly, or any of the other singers that I sing as in the show. I really don't even sing as them. I just kind of pay homage to them versus traditional tribute. And so I get to dress and be myself, and dance and sing the way I feel the music, and basically sing the the uh, the the soundtrack of my life, which is Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Sam Cooke, The Beatles, The Stones, Michael Jackson, all these great, and then surf music like from The Ventures and and The Shadows, uh, all of my favorite music, all introduced to me because Elvis opened the door for all these artists. So that is the tie-in for Elvis Presley. Uh, Speaking about the fire that we had, uh, I guess we burnt the place down that night. It was an on-fire show for sure. Um, we, We were doing a show in Branson, Missouri. For the DNZ show, and uh, the, the the smoke alarm started setting the fire detectors off all around the building, and then there was an extracting fan that was supposed to take all that smoke out, and that fan started burning up. 
And so we smelt like a burning kind of rubber, uh, like that kind of smell of like burning like a tire almost. And uh, they evacuated the building. Had a thousand people in there. And uh, they evacuated the building and we took the show out to the parking lot and sang a cappella with our guitars and upright bass and drums and everything for about 45 minutes. The fire department gave us the all clear, Branson Fire Department. We moved the show back in and started right where we where we had left wow, off. That is and so really people amazing. got an extra hour's worth of show from it and I had such a great time. I was worried that everyone was going to leave, but the Elvis fans are the greatest fans in the world, and they stuck by me through that. I'm very are. grateful for that. Yeah, they truly are. So, so having said that, what Elvis song best represents your personality? Oh wow, what a question! That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, uh, my personality, you know, I think everyone's so multifaceted. Uh, who I portray on stage might not be who I am when I'm home with my family. And, and so, but uh, I, I can tell you my favorite song that inspires me, uh, and that is If I Can Dream from the 1968 Comeback Special. I do feel I am an optimist, and so I feel like that is maybe one of the, the, the personality traits that I do have. There is always going to be a better day. We just got to find it. And, and so uh, that's, I think that's why I kind of connect with If I Can Dream so much. So I hear that you got a brand new custom gold lame, which you're supposed to be debuting at the Collingwood Elvis Festival. Can you tell us about this little you, jacket? You've been on Facebook too <laughs> much, haven't you? I've been wearing this. <laughs> I'm going to wear. Well, I was going to. I was going to save it for this interview, actually. There you go. But I think tomorrow I'm going to debut it right here in the arena. We've got a big arena show uh, tomorrow, and uh, you know that's the signature. In fact, that's the signature Canadian Elvis outfit because mm-hmm. Elvis debuted the gold lame suit in Canada on tour in 56. And so so it's kind of a cool thing for that suit to be worn in Canada, especially in Canada. So I'll be debuting that tomorrow. And then you might see some more sparkly stuff too. You never know. I want to keep you on your toes. Well, we can't wait to see for that. So I hear there's a duet of Lisa Marie and Elvis where no one stands alone, set for release on August the 10th, which coincide with the Elvis week. So what are your thoughts on this upcoming song? I love it. I I love it. I'm really looking forward to getting that album. I believe it comes out August 10th. 10th or 11th? August 10th. 10th, yes. And uh, uh, the album itself, you know, Lisa Marie, um, she's our... She is our connection to Elvis Presley. You know, she is the flesh of Elvis. And so to get to hear her sing, especially with her father. I, do you remember when Don't Cry Daddy came out yes. and when she sang in the ghetto with Elvis? And uh, these songs are just so beautiful. And she always does a, a wonderful job of them. So I'm, I'm going to be in line to get that CD uh, and download that or download it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's great to keep the music, keep the music coming because we'll mm-hmm. keep listening to it and just giving it a new face every time it's it's always nice like the philharmonic uh records they did last year nice i just love them so where can we find more information on dean z you can visit me on facebook and that is at dean z as elvis or you can follow me at dean zeligman quite hard to spell (laughs) That's why you. That's why I go by Dean Z. By the way, Dean Z E L I G M A N. You can follow me on that one. That is my personal page, and uh, I do live videos there all the time. Plus, if you'd like to get my tour schedule, I'm at DeanZ.com. Because you are one busy guy. Yes, ma'am. I have to re- look at it myself <laughs> oh every once my in a gosh. while. Well, thank you so much for being my guest, and I wish you continued success. Thank you. But before you go, can you please introduce one of your favorite Elvis songs? Well, I think that since we were talking about if I can dream. That's the one I'd like to introduce. I love that song, If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley, 1968. Most inspirational song, I feel. Thank you. 
You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this song. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why, oh why, oh why can't my dream come true? Oh why? must be peace and understanding sometime. Strong winds of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone, tell me Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio with part one of my two-part series interviews of Ultimate Elvis tribute artists and grand champions from the 24th annual Collingwood Elvis Festival. Joining me is the first Collingwood Elvis Festival Grand Champion crowned in 1995 and 10-time international Elvis tribute artist from Massachusetts, Ray Gilmette Jr. So nice to meet you. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be here yet again. 
So you're known to entertain, cook, and inspire, and you you are the very first grand champion invoking the king instead of trying to be the king. Right? Can you elaborate? <laughs> well, when it comes to being Elvis Presley, I, I most certainly, as a young boy, was inspired by his 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 just his charisma, his values of entertainment. Um, and uh, was a little reluctant to kind of get involved in the business, uh, but when I had an opportunity to kind of show people how I felt about Elvis as an entertainer, um, I, I took advantage of it and, and stepped into the, the limelight and the stage and, and just had some fun with it. Um, I really think Elvis is, is absolutely just a, a humble entertainer, and uh, the show itself just uh, was developed from a, a simple foundation of, of making sure the audience was happy. You know? So in 2001, you had an unfortunate accident where you lost your legs. Yes. So you said it was the ugliest and yet the most inspiring time of your life. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, you know, I guess as an entertainer, as an artist, and I'm not sure I speak for everybody, but, you know, I was just sort of, uh, you know, lackadaisical, laid back, uh, really, I don't want to say not goal-oriented, but I was, you know, the procrastinator, and I did things when things came around, and uh, though I might still be a little bit like that at that point in time, um, it, it was it was a very, you know, obvious, serious transition in my life, and I, uh, I, I really just looked at it as saying, okay, well, I'm making a decision uh, to, uh, to, to, to change. I didn't know what the future was going to hold. And I made a promise to myself to make sure that um, whatever, I, I, whatever I did from this point forward um, was going to be focused. Uh, I had to get back up, get walking, get moving. Um, and I did absolutely everything I could to, to do that. Um, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't lay back and just uh, think that life was over. And I wanted to make sure that I could get back to doing everything I could. Uh, and there's another part of that answer, but um, there's a lot of people and a lot of a lot of energies about me. Um, a lot of those imposed on from the uh, my entertainment world that helped me, raised me up, and uh, you know got me right back to the stage. And it was just a very interesting um, uh, self-realization of empowerment and um, and the music and the fandom. Uh, and everything about Elvis Presley, and, you know, friends and family, of course, but the music uh, just really helped me to get back and focused on what I needed to do. So for over 20 years, you inspired people with a ray of Elvis and developed the program of Power Disability. So tell us about this program. Well, when I, when I first became an amputee, um, the, the the prosthetists and, and, and my medical care uh, were, were a bit challenged on, on what to do. You know, most people with... Uh, with with amputations, whether it's upper or lower uh, amputations, they want to get the, the patient back and acclimated into their profession and their environment. And so, of course, when I was sat down in front of my guy, they 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 said, "So I hear you're uh, an entertainer and an impersonator, um, and um, I'm not sure how we're going to um, we're going to do this, uh, but we're, we're going to do our best to get you back into what's going on." Well. They actually did. They, they offered me uh, a brand new uh, uh, product that was uh, FDA approved stateside. It was actually originally uh, designed in, in BC, actually British Columbia, and it was manufactured in Germany, uh, a product called a C-Leg, which was the first and only computerized prosthetic device, lower limb prosthetic device. Um, and they said the, uh, the U.S. had just approved it, 
and uh, we would love to outfit you with this prosthetic, and we think that it could help you get back to your, your level of performance. And as I, as I said before my amputation, I made promises to myself. I said, bring it on. So give me everything I need. Give me the tools. And uh, they did. And from that point on, uh, I, I worked and I utilized the product they gave me, the sea leg got back to stage, and they saw that I was driven to do so. And they invited me to many different events in Reno and, and Vegas um, and Florida and in a lot of different trade shows to have me speak with groups uh, to show uh, just a level of overcoming obstacles. And I designed a program called, um, well, it, I, the thing that bothered me the most was that I became disabled. And, and it was a social term for me uh, that all of a sudden now, after my amputation, I had a disability. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me. And I, so I said, well, what can I do to break that word? I want to break it apart. Because it's not disabled. I'm enabled. Somehow i got to realize. So I took the DIS off. And I said, what do those three letters mean? To, what, what can I formulate as, as breaking apart that word? So I took the D, and I called it discovery. Because as an amputee or anybody coming through a, a challenge in life, you almost have to rediscover yourself. You have to give yourself a chance to learn about what you're facing. So the D for disability was discovery. And I, for me, was insight. You have to give yourself a chance to look inside yourself, to understand what you're going through, and be patient with it. And those two factors, in doing so, lead to S, which is success. And then it becomes full circle. With success, you want to, become, you want to start discovering more of what you can do. It gives you more insight, which gives you more success. It equals ability. So the disability became a very powerful thing for me. So that became my mantra of what I, what I, what I preached as a, disabled, as a disabled person. So it's just about discovering your abilities in a different way. That's, That's really what fantastic. it comes to. Thank you. So how do you manage your musical career with being a cook, a husband, and a family man? Well, uh, it all comes down to uh, a, few, a few little letters. It's called W-I-F-E. It's called wife. <laughs> my, my wonderful wife, Melissa, absolutely is the balance in, in how, we, how I juggle everything together. Um, I, you know, I, I, through my entire career, I was able to do things and, 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 and take care of things, uh, and I could kind of fudge a few things. But uh, most certainly, um, my agenda and my program and the support and the love and the patience, a lot of that is, is always held together uh, by my wife. Um, we're very busy. We still stay very busy. And again, as I say, with my motivational program and things, uh, there's, there's a lot on the plate. But outside of that... Um, Personally, it's all about just knowing that um, it keeps me from becoming sedentary. It's it, you know I, you got to keep moving, and every little part of what I do um, is 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 what makes me happy. There's a lot of ingredients, and the singing. Uh, I do a country show as well, so I've kind of spun off from the Elvis side of life. But it's all about getting uh, back into a movement, and and so most of what I do. Um, is all held together by uh, what I've always done and, uh, and, 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 and kind of get slapped together uh, and keep me focused is, is my, my wonderful wife, Melissa. That's fabulous. So on August 16, you're doing a new concert with the Memphis Jam where you will be revealing a new jumpsuit, I hear. So what can you tell you, us listen, about you're doing, this you're, show? I should have asked you about these questions before <laughs> because I thought I would be like really cool and easy about answering. But you've, done, you've investigated. You're kind of creeping of course, me out a little that's bit. that's what I do. There you go. No, that's wonderful. It's wonderful. No, I think it's great. 
Well, so when you when you continue to do the shows, and I've been doing it for 27 years, um, what you want to kind of do is, is is find ways to keep you know your audience satisfied, and um, and and it's and it's got to be um, something that's exciting. Um, over the years, I've done projects um, where I've taken songs and and song, and tunes that Elvis may have done, could have done post-1977, because Elvis always took on board songs that he saw in his environment that he really appreciated, so many different artists. So in years past, we'd looked at shows that are songs that maybe Elvis could have done, and we've done those. So this year, I said, well, um, I, haven't, I haven't really revealed or, or purchased any new costuming. Uh, we do have a brand new show. We're going to kind of lay into more the latter part of his career musically. But as an enticement, um, I have a brand new jumpsuit that many people keep asking me how my, my costume closet's going to continue to grow. And uh, so we, we, we purchased a brand new jumpsuit, and it's just, a, it's just a teaser. You know, it's all about promotion. And so we do have the big reveal. Uh, it's, a, it's a theater in my hometown, in my area, uh, that we do, and we've been doing shows now for uh, probably 20 years in that area. And uh, they're good people. It's a beautiful theater, very intimate, about 200 seats. And we do three shows. And uh, so this is just a continuation on enticing folks to come to the show. So now being back in Collingwood, having been the first grand champion, how does it feel? What memories do you have? Uh, um, well, you know, Collingwood built me. I mean, really. You know, Memphis is what gave me substance in regards to an entertainer on a professional level. Um, but, but you know, Collingwood was the next best thing. I mean, what else better? You know, there's, no, there's really nothing better than Memphis. It's kind of where I found my professional feet. Um, I had been doing um, a lot of birthday, anniversary, fairs, and festivals uh, in my area, in New England, uh, being from Massachusetts. So in the heartbeat of Boston, Hartford, and, um, and New York, I did, I did some fairly large amounts of work. But... I met an agent in New Hampshire who said, you've got to go down to this thing in Memphis. And in 93, um, I went down and, and gave it a whirl. And it was because of that in Memphis that when, at the time, um, Collingwood had its first incarnation of an Elvis festival, uh, it was just a few years thereafter. And I had done a few other contests stateside uh, that I was very successful in uh, to the point of winning them, which was good. Nice. And it was Elvis 1956. That was the birth of Array of Elvis. Array of Elvis, wherever I went, somebody heard it, whether it was a competitor or, or a franchise or it was, they always knew what they were getting was Elvis 1956, which was brand new. There was not a lot of guys doing Elvis in the early years. And so Collingwood got a hold of me, the, the, uh, the originator, and brought me up and, and invited me. And I was the first and only U.S. competitor at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I delivered what I had delivered stateside with the other successful contests, and, uh, and I won. And so that kind of gave me birth here uh, in, in Ontario. And uh, I made some friends. But I made a few little cranky enemies because everybody said, well, wait a minute here. It's a Canadian Elvis contest, but the first winner is from the U.S. So I didn't quite understand. But I made, I made the same scenario happen in Memphis when nobody had heard of me. And amongst almost 200 contestants, some guy out of nowhere wins the contest. So I didn't have a great first couple years. A lot of first couple years, everybody thought I was sort of a, a, sort of a, a, a paid entertainer to come in. However... All I can say is that Collingwood very quickly um, embraced the success of, of Elvis and the convention and other entertainers, and uh, it has absolutely been uh, a benchmark part of my success in my career, for sure. That's fantastic. For sure. So having said that, knowing what you know now, 
What would you say to your younger self? Oof. Um, I, I kind of would, I, I think I would open my eyes more. You know, um, I don't know if that would have been possible. And sometimes you always say, if, if you had the set of rules and you knew them when you were a teenager, would life be any more fun? Would, be, would it be any better? Would you learn more if you knew, if you just had the knowledge? Um, so that being said, I don't ever wish that, that, that things would have been different. Um, I think by, by tripping up, you get the opportunity to create the person you become. Uh, but I, I would look back and say, I wish I would open up my eyes more because there was so much more, um, and there is so much more to see. Um, what makes these types of events? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cumulative type of thing. Um, sometimes I think I may have had you know, some blinders on. You got to, and again, without coining a phrase, stop and smell the roses. But um, the energy is so overwhelming. And for a young entertainer, somebody who really wasn't an entertainer, I mean, I was built because of this industry as an entertainer. Um, I think just opening my eyes more to the peripheral excitement and the peripheral energies um, and to slow down a little bit. But it's hard to do. You know, you could tell that to somebody and you know it's, it's generation upon generation. Uh, it, it, it doesn't happen because even if somebody listened, it would take away some of the excitement. But I probably... Well, I probably would try to have opened my eyes more. So you have a very busy schedule for the next few days. So what are you looking forward to? Well, what I'm looking forward to is to revisit and rekindle. Um, I I think that we do have various venues that we're performing in, and I'm very happy and absolutely amazed that the email that was just thrown out just sort of haphazard was was fielded back to me uh, with excitement, exuberance, and I had a schedule. And so with these shows... Um, I'm just going to do them. You know, um, at this point in my career, I, it's, it's something that I'm very comfortable in these environments. Um, I've met so many people over the years without the pressure of competition, without the pressure of having to, to almost, well, I think we always try to, 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 to present our best face, right? But I think more than ever coming back to Collingwood, um, I'm kind of in the saddle. And I really appreciate the love, and, and, and you know, people have been very kind of saying, we've missed you, uh, we heard you were coming back, and it's great. There's a lot of great talent here, for sure. Um, I hope that along the way, whatever I've done um, has, has been a, a positive um, uh, vibe on, on what this type of festival is all about. Um, shaking hands and kissing babies. You know, I'm hoping to do a lot of that. We've got a few more days here. And from stage, um, it's just all about creating energy. We're both fans. I don't care what anybody says here as an entertainer, but we're on stage as a fan. They're, on, they're in the audience as a fan. And one doesn't work without the other. There's only one Elvis. And we all try to do our best on our interpretation of what that Elvis is to us. And, you know... I want to make those people cry, you know, mm-hmm. because when I see that, it affects me, and then we all—it all comes together. It's just—it's a good, it's a, you know, it's a good thing. So, where can we find more information on Ray? Well, uh, most certainly you can find me on Facebook. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm the old school, so you might have a lot of younger people <laughs> rattling off like 600 things. But there's no Twitter. There's no, you know, I apologize on that side, but I, I'm just old school. Um, but most certainly on Facebook, I got a fan page that lists all my shows. Um, I do work here in the area, and again, I, like I told uh, I, uh, uh, Rosemary early this morning, uh, I'm not cheating on Collingwood at all. I haven't done much in this area. I haven't done much with conventions and and and. Uh, contests and such, but I'm hoping to come back into the area. Southern Ontario, Central Ontario, 
possibly. Uh, but I lived here in the area, so. Uh, but the, the Facebook page is most certainly the way you can find it. So it's you can just it's a Ray of Elvis is the title of my show, Ray Gilmet Jr. and King Country. Now King Country is the title of my country mm -hmm. show. All of that's on one fan page. Check it out, and um, hopefully in the near future we can start putting some shows back into into the province of Ontario. Well, thank you, Ray, for being my guest. I really appreciate. It. I'm wishing awesome. you a wonderful weekend and thank continued you. success. Thank you thank very you much. So much. You're wonderful. Thank you very thank much. You. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach. Well, this is a wrap for me. I would like to thank Brandon Bennett, Dean Z, and Ray Gilmet Jr. for being my guests. Special thanks go out to Rosemary Garrity O'Brien from the Collingwood Elvis Festival and the Elvis Presley Enterprises for making these interviews possible. Stay tuned for Part 2 on Wednesday, August the 8th at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. where I will feature Roy LeBlanc, Gordon Hendricks, the 2018 Grand Champion, Tim E. Hendry, and Rosemary Garrity O'Brien. For more information on the Elvis Festival, visit CollingwoodElvisFestival.com. With Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, I'm Dinah Chickie. Beach Corner's broadcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. and also available on podcast anytime from our new Beach Booster Radio podcast page. Simply click the podcast button for my homepage to enjoy unique and local programming. Beach Corner is also a regular feature in Beach Booster Publication and now available on Wasaga Beach TV. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at beachbooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.